It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Paz, I am radio. With your co-hosts, Robert Brining and Aaron Laxton. We go around the world and across the United States. Join in the conversation by calling in to 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. This week, we have your HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause I Am Radio. I hope you're ready for season two because it starts now. Let me tell you, this week I am not sounding like that. <laughs> well, welcome everybody. This is Pause I Am Radio. You're joining us live. This is Robert Brining, Aaron Laxton, live on the ground in St. Louis, making some noise. How's it going over there? You know, it's going well. We're going, uh, you know, we've joined in solidarity with um, rallies and marches across the United States. Um, and so this is St. Louis Solidarity uh, Rally and March. We're expecting a thousand people. Um, and so I'm on the ground. And uh, as you can tell, I have protest voice. I've been protesting since the uh, the night of the election, um, you know. And, and we just we have to stand up and we have to uh, fight uh, to pre- preserve um, all of the rights that we've gained over the last several decades uh, that that stand to be lost. Well, that's right, actually, because the last show that we did last Sunday actually was before the election. So since then. Um, you know, Donald Trump won the election, shockingly. Um, I guess not shockingly to everybody because, um, I don't know, it, 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 it was an interesting turnout. It was something that I did not expect, and it made me wake up feeling maybe I was out of touch with what was America's, you know, values and what they were really going on. It was confusing to me because it, it was not what I expected. I mean, I'm sure, obviously, it's not what you expected either since you were there in the streets today. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, you know, conversation that's being had on why that has happened. A lot of people are calling it white backlash as a result of, you know, uh, President Obama being elected. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I know that, you know, I know the next six to eight months, uh, a lot of time will be spent trying to figure out how um, this happened when no one really was expecting um, for Trump to be voted in. No one except for him, right? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I think everybody, if you were like me on election night, you know, we were watching the numbers and it, it got off to a slow start we, like we thought it would. And and then somewhere around, uh, you know, eight or nine o'clock going into the 10 o'clock hour, uh, when news came down of Pennsylvania and Florida, that was really the tipping point. You know, we knew that, that, Clinton had to win Florida, definitely had to win Pennsylvania um, and Michigan. And, and, and so, I, you know, for me, it's, it's deeply disturbing because the populations that stand to be hurt the worst are the most marginalized among us. Minority communities, women, uh, differently abled individuals, um, immigrants, these are the people that are going to be hurt the worst, really. That's um, and they're the people that are also, you know, most uh, what's the word I want to use today? Uh, uh, vulnerable to you know contracting the virus. So it it, it kind of overlays with a lot of people using the Affordable Care Act, you know, to receive their medications like myself. 
I know a lot of that is under the Obamacare. We were speaking about that earlier before we came on live that, you know, this is something that Trump wants to repeal and, and hopefully replace with something that is just as good, if not better. I, I can only pray for it. Yeah, I mean, we can hope. I, you know, I think anytime you, you talk about cutting uh, benefits for 20 million individuals, anytime you start talking about, you know, uh, deporting uh, upwards of 2 million individuals, uh, ripping apart families, you know, it, it, you know, I, a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, you're just saying the sky's falling. And I hope that's the case. I hope that Donald Trump ends up being the most progressive president. However, as an activist, um, I have to brace myself that that's not the case. And so when I'm out here in the streets protesting, it's protesting to raise noise. Uh, you know, I always draw up on Harvey Milk. You know, Harvey Milk said, you know, we have to let people know we're out here and that you have a gay barber, banker, lawyer, uh, social worker, whatever. And I, I, I want to hopefully I want to believe that a majority of the America, the United States of America is not racist. But when you vote for Trump, it's really hard to see that, <laughs> that that's not the case. I know it's amazing. I've actually saw today I was online before the show and family, you know, some family members of mine that you know don't live in the area and friends are posting some, you know, really racial stuff about America today and about, you know, the protesters going out there and, and, and doing things like that and how they're considered calling them crybabies because we lost the election and and things like that. And it just makes me upset because this is what this is all about. You know what I mean? Like, it's a democracy. We're here to, you know, like you said, let people know that we are here. You know what I mean? And that we want our voice to be heard. We can't be silenced, you know, by, by racism. You can't comb it over, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, this is our First Amendment right. And so, you know, it, we, so it makes America people cannot be <laughs> exactly right. So that's that's that is the hallmark of our democracy. Now, let's think about what the, the narrative was around if Donald Trump lost the election. He was going to contest it. There was going to be legal action. There was going to be this, that and the other. But that would have been OK, right? That would have been OK if it was on that side. And, and so well, all would have been Exactly. Exactly. And so now, and then there's others that say, oh, well, you know, uh, we never protest like that. Really? Because I can remember times when people hung effigies of Barack Obama. I remember when people burned things. Uh, I mean, heck, during any of the um, uh, primaries and during the election season, the language that was used about Hillary, oh my gosh. Um, completely disturbing and disgusting. I, I think what upsets me the most, Aaron, is that they go out there and they, they force it, you know, in the media that your voice, your vote counts, every vote, every vote counts, you know, it's important to get out there and vote. And then you look at the, you look, and then you see that the popular vote is not the actual way that they they get, you know, the way that it goes. And at the end of the day, if every vote counted, that's how it would end. You know, and I'm not saying that just because Hillary, you know, lost that way, you know, but in general, that that makes sense to me. Like, I don't, I, for, for me, just the electoral college and the votes like that just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Am no, I just being, I think like, that... <laughs> out of whack? Out of no, I... You're being absolutely, you're making sense, and that's the problem, Robert, because, you know, we can't make sense, right? Um, mm. You know, it, I don't know. What we have to do now is we have to brace ourselves for how is this going to impact um, people who are living with HIV and other health care conditions. Like you said, you know, if, if you're an individual and you rely on the Affordable Care Act to get your medications and your care, you need to be concerned and you need to be out doing something um, to let your voice be heard. Yeah, because these medications are not cheap. I mean, if I was not covered under that, I would be forced to pay over $5,000 for my medication a month. Yeah, and that's, who has that? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's who, crazy. Who has just that much money laying around that they can do that, you know? Donald Trump. 
That is true. That is true. Donald Trump does. You're very true on that one. You know, one of the things that we also spoke before we came live is uh, I, I saw today on Facebook that he's act- Donald Trump is not going to take a salary, which I thought was interesting and, and somewhat stand upish, stand you know, somewhat, uh, you know, I don't know, interesting, an interesting way to, 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 to move in. Yeah, I mean, if there's a if there is a uh, a silver lining, I suppose you know that would be it. Um, it's really the least he can do, considering he's destroying uh, the very fiber of our country. Uh, and hasn't paid taxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I still <laughs> want to see his taxes, but you know the things that have been revealed: um, Vladimir Putin, the Russian connection, those things that have really shown themselves. Look, everything we knew to be true. We knew that. Uh, the Russians interfered. Um, so it's not really shocking, but uh, at least it va- uh, validates that we aren't crazy, you know? I mean, I wonder, are these cases of these women and, and this one rape case that is against Donald Trump, is this all going to be, you know, washed now that he's president, or is this something that he's going to have to actually go through with and, you know, go to trial and things like that while being in the White House or before? You. you know, brother, your guess is as good as mine on that one. You know what I mean? Like, and then I'm worried if he does go through this and something, he does get charged with something and gets impeached, you know, then we're stuck with Pence, which is even worse, I think, for us living with HIV and, and the LGBT community. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, without a doubt, if you are living with HIV and you're, or, you know, if you're gay, even not living with HIV, but if you are LGBT, we don't have to guess. I mean, we know conversion therapy. We know the uh, the measures that they go to for their ideologies. Just look at Indiana. That's where we get, uh, that's where our fear is coming from. It's I've been watching a lot on, on television and there's a lot of kids in schools, uh, you know, a lot of, a, a lot of racist acts happening, uh, students, uh, you know, uh, I guess targeting other students of color and, and it's disgusting. And, and I can't imagine being a, a child today growing up, you know, in, in the world, the way that it is. And I'm just, I, I guess I'm kind of grateful that I grew up when I did. Um, I felt like it was a little, it was more, more safe to, to, to be a kid then than it is today. No, absolutely. I, I think that we have to, you know, I'm 37. Uh, we have to unite all ages and groups together. And I really think that if we let it, this will bring our country closer, you know? So it's not all bad. I, I think we do have a lot to be concerned with and scared about, but we're going to be okay. I, I believe it. I believe I'm an internal optimist. So. <laughs> I mean, that's, the, that's what we can hope for, you know, and, and hope does a lot. So um, today, actually, we're going to be speaking with Josh Robbins in a, a few moments. I, I wanted to go into today's scoop, uh, HIV scoop. So let me go ahead and play that for us now, and then we will be right back uh, with Josh Robbins. This is your HIV scoop with Josh Robbins, exclusive for Paws I Am Radio. Buzzworthy HIV news in under 90 seconds. Here's Josh Robbins in this week's HIV scoop. Hey guys, this was an interesting week to say the least, but there are three spicy stories that I have for you. Magic Johnson, 25 years ago this week, declared that he's living with HIV, and he retired from the NBA, shocking everyone. Now, 25 years later, he is a long-term survivor and really became the face of HIV. Guess who just spent $22 million with two separate ballot initiatives in California, but lost them both? Come on, guess. Guess, guys. Who? Michael Weinstein. That's right, of AIDS Healthcare Foundation. He just lost Prop 60, which was a weird one that made him kind of the condom and porn czar in California. It failed, and the next one was Prop 61, which controlled the price of drugs for patients. But it wasn't as pretty as it sounds. Trust me, there was a lot of stuff in there. Anyway, it failed too. 
So now AHS spent $22 million to hear the voters say, no, 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 not today. Ouch. Finally, Grinder did it. Yes, they did. There was a ton of talk this past summer for my blog and, and then followed by some other HIV publications about the hookup app adding an HIV filter. Well, they have now. Well, kind of. They added an optional HIV status field. No filter, though, so it's not super surprising. Most of the apps already have this type of field. But keeping the filter option off the app is a smart play by Grinder, and will keep activists like me quiet. I'm Josh Robbins. This was your HIV Scoop. And there you have it, the HIV Scoop this week by Josh Robbins. Uh, you know, he brought up three very interesting things uh, to talk about, you know, Magic Johnson. I remember that happening, you know, as a little kid watching that on TV play out and retiring from basketball and then coming back. Uh, it was all the buzz then. Yeah, Michael Weinstein is crazy. He's a, he's a <laughs> troll and he needs to go back under his bridge. It, you know, there's just no way. I, I don't even know what world he's living on. <laughs> and then the, there's no love the between him and I. <laughs> Seems to be going around. I kind of kind of feel that between uh, Josh and him as well. So let's go ahead and you know, I'm actually really excited to have Josh on this again because we haven't had Josh on since 2012 and when we had josh on then it was six weeks after his diagnosis so it was like fresh then so it's just, i'm excited to hear how he's been and what's going on with him now you know four years later so josh welcome to the show the guys thank you so much uh are you able to hear me yeah josh yep. how are you yeah i'm doing good yeah everything is uh you know, in Nashville, uh, trying to navigate all of this, you know, different protest traffic stoppages that happen all over the, t you know, at any time everywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. I'm one of those people that's doing that. Oh yeah, no, I think it's, um, I think it's part of the process. So, uh, goodness don't, you know, there is a, a part of me that thinks that, um, in sometimes things that aren't, you know, perfect or uh that that there's a purpose and there's something you know really cool gonna happen so um i'm i'm not worried i'm not worried at all so josh last time you joined us you were six weeks newly diagnosed um i remember the story of your family and telling us how you flew back home like the day you were diagnosed to tell them because you had really open and honest family when you came to things um you know, when it came to serious situations. So can you just give a little background about, you know, how long you've been diagnosed and kind of how that's been for you so people who may not be familiar with who you are can get to know who the fabulous Josh Robbins is? Uh, <laughs> sure. Um, well, gosh, it, it feels, I think it always feels this way for um, anybody, you know, anybody's story, but, um, you know, the journey feels like it is so far uh, a long time ago. It's been five years or almost five years. And um, I did something that I that at the time, I guess, was pretty in character for me, but maybe out of character for other people to to think of for me, which was I uh, recorded live learning that I was. Um, uh, uh, well, I recorded live being told that I had a positive viral load. And then I, um, a couple weeks after that, I released the video on YouTube because I thought it was important for people to hear and understand what that moment is like. Um, and particularly for me, I no one had ever told me that they were HIV positive or living with HIV. And so I uh, felt very alone. And um when I remembered that I had kind of that recording and, uh, you know, I spent a, a few minutes editing it down and then I threw it up on YouTube and, and that was that, um, now, gosh, I think it's, you know, been viewed over 50 or 60,000 times or something crazy, but, um, it, it was an important moment for me, uh, almost a coming of age a little bit. And, um, and it was a private moment, but I think that, that those moments are sometimes really important for people to um, 
to be a part of even as a fly on the wall or a, a view on YouTube. Now, full circle, uh, or you know, four and a half, five years later, um, I am still blogging. You know, when I talked to you last, I think that I uh, was still kind of living in the I'm still Josh like name. Now that is certainly kind of weird for me a little bit um, to to talk about myself in third person. But there's been uh, some really cool there's been some really cool things that have happened from the name of the blog and uh, and. And it's been individuals on all social platforms at different times, you know, writing to me or, or mentioning me or tweeting me, uh, connecting with me or whatever. Um, and and then they fill in their names. So instead of, you know, they'll say, I'm still Chris or I'm still Jessica or, you know, Jose or I'm still Donald Trump. I don't know. Uh, you know <laughs> all of those, they still are... Uh, they are still themselves. And so I think that the central message that I launched with and I started with, which was, I'm still me, you still be you, um, really resonated with people and, um, and people can find, especially newly diagnosed, can find some comfort and some familiarity uh, being able to say that they're still the same exact person. I agree with that hundred percent. I know that it, it has inspired me to, to, to remind myself on a daily basis that I'm still me. Um, from time to time, I forget that, uh, you know, I'm still a human being and I have to, you know, live my life any way that I can. And since I've kind of been absent out of, you know, the HIV world, I've still been connected to you and your, your work online. And, you know, it's been inspiring seeing that you've kind of taken over that cyber activism spot and, really pushed it out there and, and, you know, you know, made a name and, and promoted a message for hope. You know what I mean? And I think that's the most important thing that we can do is, is hope provide that hope. Yeah. I think that, um, well, first, thank you. Uh, you're being really overly kind. And so you don't have to keep doing that, but, uh, you know, cause we're all in this together, I think. And, and no matter what somebody's audience is or what their, um, or even if they know, or feel comfortable even calling themselves an activist yet or a patient advocate that we all are um, in this fight together and we have a lot to learn from people that have been in our shoes before us and um, hopefully there, there's not going to be a ton of people after us but uh, there are things that are really important and they they really for me as somebody that um, f feels like it's my calling um, and that is to really encourage people that are living with HIV to continue to live and live really, really well, however that looks for them. Um, and along the way, I unfortunately sometimes have to ruffle feathers or be, you know, a little a little bit different than than who I normally am, which is, you know, be that angry activist a little bit or or really call people to the carpet. And that's not always fun, but it's certainly something that I can't shy away from and I won't, because I think that part of the responsibility that that I was given and kind of having a platform to talk about sexual health is um, going after the truth and, and, do, and going after things that need to be made correct or made right for people and, and helping tell stories that people maybe don't know or that people assume and, and maybe they don't know the truth. And so um, some of the video interviews that, that I've had a chance to be a part of on, on my blog are certainly, that's my intention is to tell a story or allow someone to speak, even if I disagree with them, um, because I think that hearing their voice a lot of the times is really, really that important. Um, and it also gives us perspective on where we are and where we're going. So, Josh, this is Aaron Laxton. Uh, hey, I Aaron. Hey, Jockey. <laughs> so, you know, the, the one thing that I credit you for is kind of opening my eyes to health advocacy. Because prior to Healthy Voices 16, I was only really aware of this bubble of HIV activism. So can you speak a little bit about, you know, how you became involved in that and, and talk a little bit about that intersectionality of, of HIV advocacy and, and uh, health advocacy? 
Yeah, you know, um, and and some people may not know this, or, or some of you may, but my mom is living with multiple sclerosis, and it's something that she has um, lived with for a long time, and she is certainly somebody that I really look up to and and how to live with a health condition that's that's chronic or long term. Um, uh, and, but I, you know, after about a year into um, me doing the I'm still Josh.com thing uh, and then trying to get creative and do some other stuff really terribly, um, but it was still fun. I, uh, I suggested to my mom that she, um, she was starting to feel kind of better, but she needed something to do. And I said, well, Hey, let's start you a blog. And because I, uh, own a, a small niche brand management company in Nashville, then of course I tried to overly brand her. And so, uh, she's like the Southern sweet tea drinking, uh, MS addict. Uh, and her blog is MS Lisa says like miss Lisa says, um, but what I started noticing and when we were talking is that there's a lot of similarities and she was using some of the same, you know, kind of powerful words like stigma and, um, overcoming that stigma of living with MS and, and like an idiot, I'm sitting there thinking, well, well, what stigma do you have <laughs> mom? And then she starts telling me those stories and those things and my mind is blown. And um, I have another friend that works in uh, that works in the mental health, and she runs some uh, um, recovery centers out in Utah. And her husband um, came to me and said, "Hey, you know, I've struggled with addiction for a long time, and I'm uh, you know in recovery, and I want to start a blog." And and so I started seeing uh, these different issues of people just not understanding or um, feeling stigmatized or, or really just needing, needing someone to listen and needing help. And, um, and it really opened my eyes to a whole range of individuals just like us, except they're not living with HIV. They, they're living with MS or fibromyalgia or connective tissue disorder or cancer um, or mental health, uh, and, and on and on. I mean, the list was just crazy. And, and, and from that, I think that, um, there was something that has hit me really hard and, and pretty powerfully. And it's something that when I was at the white house, by the way, I love saying that when I was at the white house, uh, <laughs> when I was at the white house meeting, um, I, uh, was called, there uh, or summoned there to help with the marketing of the update of the president's HIV and AIDS strategy. One of the suggestions that I had in uh, kind of a publicizing that update nationally was to actually get people from other health conditions, advocates and activists involved. So get them the info and hopefully they will share some of that info on their blogs, on their social media channels, um, and and that's what happened. And so you get this cross condition kind of advocacy and support happening. And it's something that um, makes a lot of sense. You know, my mom taught me a lot about MS. And so now naturally I'm somebody that uh, is very much an ally for people that are living with MS. My mom obviously is an ally for people that are living with HIV. And so between the two of us, we have doubled in our own household the number of people supporting uh, each other's health condition. And I believe that that can happen on a much larger scale. And that's something that can be scaled, which is if we educate people in the HIV community about another health condition, then uh, the benefit of of that really will continue to grow exponentially. And, and we become a large community of people that are living and struggling and, and winning and, and fighting. And then we can also make our voices um, louder and and we become kind of more more there's more of us and and we have to be counted and heard so a long answer for that but that's kind of how my uh i don't know how how i kind of grew up in the hiv act you well in the health advocacy space i like that you were summoned to the white house josh thank you uh, well, well, you know, that day I missed my flight. Did I tell you that story? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, how in the heck 
you know, everybody knows I'm always 20 minutes late for everything. I'm surprised I was on time today, but um, yeah, like I, <laughs> you know, getting, I got this invitation to the White House and I got to the airport in enough time, but uh, that that was a weird freak day and it took an hour and a half to get to security. Yeah, I missed my flight. So I had to call the White House and say, hey, I'm going to be late. Is that okay? <laughs> Is that okay, y'all? And, and they were yeah. gracious and you're right. They were did, awesome. Did you, did, did you feel like pranking them? Hey, your refrigerator's running. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, goodness. I, who gets invited to the White House and misses their flight? <laughs> well, me, me. So sorry about that, y'all. But uh, I made it and it was fine. <laughs> I bought a new, you know, suit and everything that I returned after. But, um, you, you know, at that time, I, I'd, it, it hadn't been returned. So I was going to the White House. That's hilarious. So, so Josh, fill us in a little bit about um, the HIV scoop. Um, we're excited to have you here, you know, being part of the show every week and, and sharing, you know, your scoop with us. But tell us how it came about and, and, and you know, why you created it. So um, for some of the listeners that are my age or older, probably, uh, do you remember the uh, MTV News with Kurt Loder on television? Yeah. You're you showing your yeah. age. You're showing your age, Josh. I don't care. I do not care. Uh I, after this week in the, the America, like my me caring about my age is the least of my worries. <laughs> but um but the HIV scoop started um because I remembered MTV News with Kurt Loder on television, and it would just be this little one minute or two minute, you know, break in uh, whatever shows they had on or, or music to break or to, just to tell the audience or um, people watching what the news was and the music business or whatever. So like Kurt Cobain, uh, I remember that particular MTV news very vividly. Um, and, and so what I did is I just really snatched that idea and said, Hey, I remember this. And it really obviously, uh, was cool back then. I, I wonder if I can do this on social media. And, um, and so I contact, the other thing is I wanted people to watch it. Uh, like I could make these videos and do this green screen thing and try to be really cool and have a teleprompter and all that good stuff. But if everybody watched it, who cares? So, you know, sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're terrible. The first ones that I did were <laughs> horrible. But, you know, I had a lot of fun just um, kind of doing bringing something different video content specifically to HIV activism, because I think that's, a, you know, uh, across the space, really in any health condition, video is really lacking. It's not always really good video or quick video. And so I um, contacted HIV Plus Magazine's editor, Diane, and I told her that I wanted to give her free weekly video content this series and um i wanted to have you know space on her website because i wanted to grow the audience uh, and then i told her six months after i will have it there then i will take it back and it will go back to my blog and my social communities so i'm kind of using you a little bit to grow the series but i'm giving you free content for six months uh that you're not having to pay for and she thought it was a great idea and she was awesome and, and gave me a lot of help and a lot of pointers and um, and taught me a lot about headlines and about what to focus on. And so uh, six months after that, it you know, the problem with the HIV video minute was that in the name, it had to be a minute. And sometimes I wanted to create videos for Twitter at that time, that, but Twitter would only let you upload a video that was 30 seconds and Instagram was 15, uh, 15 or 30 seconds at that time. And we had vine, whatever. And so, um, I slowly 
made the decision that the HIV video minute was like a very obvious name, but I wanted to use a hashtag and call it something else so that it could be any video length um, and, and or audio or, or just be a text based, um, you know, kinetic text video on social media. And it didn't always have to have my face or my voice to, to tell whatever story or um, whatever news was there. And so that's what it's become. So it's this kind of viral, uh, really <laughs> I don't even know. It's just this viral series that that is kind of it's almost like Viva Variety. Do you remember that show way back in the day too? <laughs> the only reason I remember it was because my mom wouldn't let me watch it, and they always rolled their R's when they said variety. So um, yeah, no, it's kind of like that. It just is kind of everything and all in one. So that's kind of the series and. Um, I've got some bigger plans, but it was really cool to be able to talk to you guys and and um, work it out so that I could provide, you know, weekly kind of news editorialized something for you for you. If you and if y'all hate it, then just tell me and I'll take it elsewhere. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. I love it. Actually, when you contacted me, I already kind of had the idea of contacting you. So. You know, it, it kind of made me feel like it was supposed to happen this way. So I thought it would yeah, be well, for you to kind of do something like that. So, I mean, I love the idea and I like that it's something that I can just, you know, play on air and allow people to get the information. And, and, and I know it's going to be good information and information that I know our listeners are going to want to listen to. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing that I think is, is um, really important just in context is the fact that I do these kind of things because I like to do them, right? And so if I didn't like to do them, I wouldn't choose to have th these videos or these kind of audio clips or whatever part of my activism. And so um, I'm a terrible writer. I mean, literally, I am terrible at writing because I write how I speak and I don't speak extremely well but it makes sense to me and that's how i write um but so being a blogger and having to do a lot of writing never really just made me jump jump and you know be as excited as hillary clinton was looking at the balloons dropping at the convention like it was never <laughs> that at all so i had to figure out okay well where's my place in this community and and what value can i add that may be helpful to people and specifically the hiv scoop is something that uh, i hope helps normalize talking or seeing hiv related news and information and opinions on social media in between funny cat videos or the dog jumping on the trampoline video you know <laughs> There's always there's always something fresh and new out there going around. So what what are some what are your like favorite things to actually talk about when it comes to, to sharing your story or because I know like your disclosure story when you told your parents, is that a train? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there, we, there are trains all around. So if I'm not stopped by <laughs> it's terrible. If I'm not I'm at my studio right now, but if I uh, there's a train that goes by. And let me tell you, every time I make a video, I promise the trains love to just chill outside the door. It takes like three days to get it, you know? That's a hilarious. I just had like a flashback to when I used to host with Jeremy Dunn and he used to have a train that used to go by his house every Sunday night when we did our show. And it was, you know, it kind of reminded me of that for a minute. I know. I miss that dude. So... Tell us, tell us what, what do you have coming up? What do you have, you know, what's new? What do you have coming up that's going to be, that we can expect from you? I mean, besides, you know, the scoops, I see you on Twitter. You're very active on Twitter. So people can follow you on Twitter at, uh, what's your handle there? I'm still Josh. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. On all the social media um, platforms, it's always just, I'm still Josh. So if there's a new platform that comes out, nobody take my name, please. Cause I get real mad and upset and irritated, <laughs> you know, about it. But, um, but yeah, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody texted me and was, no, somebody texted me and was like, you're, there's feedback or something with you talking. And I'm, so I'm trying to figure out how, 
like turn down my speakers or something, but I don't have speakers on. So I think you're good. Don't worry about that for now. Okay. I think you're fine now. It may have been Aaron. Aaron actually had to drop off. He's uh, at a rally right now. So I think it may have got a little bit loud there. So he may uh, join us a little bit later. No, but I wanted to ask, what do you have coming up next? Uh, what is, uh, what, what do you have in your, are you going anywhere? Are you, are you speaking anywhere? Yeah. Uh, so the University of Delaware just invited me up to do um, kind of a they have a spring health days kind of thing that's going on. And so I'm going to be up there and then um, I get to speak to a class at John Hopkins University. Um, so, yeah, it's for, you know, I. I'm a homebody. I don't like to go anywhere. I'm very boring. Um, and so <laughs> I, you know, don't like to travel a whole lot, but um, Twitter, that's what it was. Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter. Yeah, I'm active on Twitter. You know, I've actually become more active on Twitter than Facebook recently. And it's because Facebook became so, um, it was just depressing at times. I felt like uh, even looking at the newsfeed. And so I can go to Twitter and people only have a certain, number of characters so they can't write a book <laughs> and so um and you can also call out you know businesses or people that are aren't doing really that are doing terrible stuff or you can love on people that you see on tv or something and they respond and so it, for me it really um allows for um connect you know people to connect with people that they otherwise can't so you know, I've had brands, big brands that have replied to me, which is always really cool. It makes you feel good. Uh, but it there's, it it's, like you know, your voice is being heard. Yeah, it does. And and sometimes it makes you feel a lot more important than you are. But in that moment, <laughs> it's like exactly what you need, you know? <laughs> uh, actually, people have been asking me if I'm going to get my own personal Twitter. And I've been debating on a handle. I can't really come up with something. I don't know, unique. I'm kind of, you know, I don't want to use the radio show for my own personal, you know, opinions, but I don't know. I guess I'll figure something out soon. Well, yeah, well, you need to. You need to so that you can, um, you know, I have about 20 different Twitter accounts because <laughs> I'm like, oh, this would be a good stuff, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a nerd for that. That's what I get into. That's so cool. I like Google. Yeah, like I'm a Google nerd. I like to figure out what Google's up to and and new apps and technology. So that's kind of my um, my thing. I you know I'm not big on watching a lot of TV except for news a little bit. So um, you know I usually have my my face buried in my phone trying to figure out what the new app is or trying to build something. Uh, I'll tell you something that's coming up. Um, I'm in the middle of creating. Uh, iPhone iMessage sticker pack. I'm trying to make a sticker pack for World AIDS Day. Hmm. Do you have an iPhone? Yes, I don't have an iPhone. No, I have an Android. So you have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, I'm assuming I'm assuming it's something to do with like an emoji or something, right? Yeah, somewhat. So uh, in in iMessage, they've got these new. iMessage only apps and stickers. And so you can, uh, when somebody sends you an iMessage, you can reply or kind of write over their message with a sticker or a funny face or something. So that's kind of the Is next that the thing. thing I saw with the balloons falling and stuff. Um, yeah, no idea. I have no clue. Oh, okay. it was some commercial <laughs> for some Apple. Who knows? I thought it was that. Yeah. No, it's, uh, no, it's it's good. The one thing that I did want to um, uh, bring attention to was um, the fact that what was it? I'm now trying to stall because I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would still like everyone's help continuing to pr- put pressure on Publix because uh, there are some people that that are employees there um, that aren't able to get prep covered here in the U.S. And we're not even talking about England. I mean, it's uh, here in the U.S. And uh, Publix is still 
I know I reported on this last week in the HIV scoop, but um, Publix is still not even acknowledging uh, the tons of voices that have already kind of spoke out, uh, you know, that have already reached out to them to say, hey, your guidelines are outdated. They're not, you know, up to date with the CDC, FDA, the World Health Organization, or even uh, AHF's uh, guidelines or, or whatever. So that is one thing that, uh, just because I'm an activist that I just wanted to bring up real quick um, was that I really still want us to put pressure on publics to, to please start covering prep Truvada um, in their employee, their own employees drug benefit policy. And how can people actually do that or find more information on how to do that? Well, I, I would say uh, continue to, um, you know, they, from the inside, someone that works with public says that they they really do not like uh, negative PR uh, and negative attention. And so continuing to uh, either retweet or, or just tweet them, um, but taking the time maybe to do a little bit extra, making some type of graphic that, that says shame on them for ignoring us until we can start doing that. And then if anyone uh, has connection to... Uh, uh, inside Publix, I, obviously we can't go through the employees that have reached out to me, but if somebody has a connection inside so that we can actually try to get an, uh, either a, a phone call or an in-person appointment, it's, it's that important, I think, that we try to help um, these individuals access, uh, uh, access PrEP. And, and I think that it's also important for us to really understand that these kind of fights will continue and may continue even more so um, into the new year. And so let's just, you know, team together and, and start knocking them down, you know, one by one. Right. And they can always go to, I'm still Josh on Twitter and retweet all of your, your, your images and, and information that you post there, because you definitely do make noise over there. Yes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> noise is good. Noise is good. Josh, well, thank you so much for joining us today and, and partnering with us and collaborating the, the HIV scoop to every week. It's it's to me, it's it's been awesome. It's, it's taken a little stress off of me, allowed me to provide some content that is fresh every week to those listening. And, you know, and, and it's information that they're going to want to hear. And that's important for those living with HIV. So thank you so much for yeah. joining us today. Yeah. One last thing. Do you remember last yeah. time that I was on with you? I had a fire. There was a fire alarm that went off. I just remember what? that. Now we have a tr <laughs> we have a train. This time, you know, last time we had a fire alarm that made me get off. I don't know if you remember that, but anyway, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. All right, Josh. You have a great right. day. You too. Bye. Thank you. All right. Thanks again to Josh Robbins. You can find more information on Josh. You go to uh, I'mStillJosh.com or follow him at I'mStillJosh on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere you go. Just Google Josh Robbins and HIV Scoop. You will find all the information you need. Uh, coming up next, we're going to play uh, a positive message. As you know, we also have partnered with Kevin Maloney and Rise Up to HIV to uh, share positive messages from his What's Your Positive Message video campaign. We were able to take some of the audio from the messages that are provided on YouTube under Rise Up to HIV, and we're going to be playing them um, for you uh, today, So, and every week, actually. So we're going to be playing our friend, uh, Josh Middleton, is going to be coming on and uh, sharing his uh, positive message. Um, Josh actually was our last guest of last season. It was our last show that me and um, Aaron did together last, uh, actually in 2013. So um, here's Josh's positive message. Hey there, I'm Josh and I've been HIV positive for over four years. And this is my pause message. Yeah, I bet you think you know how this story is going to go. Well, I'm going to do my best to show you how I've learned to see the positive and being positive, no pun intended. I'm healthier today than ever before because I've chosen to make my physical and mental health a priority. I'm happy to share that I've been in a mixed status, serodiscordant relationship with my HIV negative girlfriend for almost two years. We've learned that having a healthy and happy HIV free baby is more possible today than ever. And I currently have a set plan of action as I'm working towards a pilot's license. Believe me, when I was first diagnosed, I didn't think any of that was going to be possible. You see, our generation has an opportunity today that millions before us never had. 
we have an opportunity to live. And believe me, I know it's a hard journey. There's no doubt about that. But know that life was never promised to be easy. Learn to separate who you are as a person as opposed to what the virus says you are. It's not the virus, but what you do with the virus that counts. Will it define you or will it refine you? That's a question that only you can answer. Thank you. There, Josh Middleton, will it define you or will it refine you? That is a great question. Um, Josh is definitely an inspiring individual. I love that he uh, is able to come on and share about being in a mixed status. Uh, it shows hope to those people who think that now that they're HIV positive, a relationship is not possible or not possible with somebody who may have a negative status or may not be HIV positive. I think it offers a lot of hope to those who think, you know, that, that life does not go on. And like he said, will it define you or will it refine you? Um, I love the fact that he talked about getting a pilot's license. He's still dreaming big, still dreaming and, and living his life full to the fullest. I think it's amazing that he is able to, you know, move on past that diagnosis. So Josh, I can't wait to have you come on and, and actually uh, hopefully uh, hear more updates about what's going on with your life and, and, and how you're doing. Um, today has been a great show. I want to end the show a little bit early. Aaron had to drop off. Like I said, he is setting up a protest up in St. Louis. He is on the streets marching. Good for him. Make some noise, Aaron, for all of us. Um, and again, thank you all for tuning in. I hope you all have a wonderful afternoon. It's been a, a great day. See you next time. And next week, actually, we will be speaking with Benjamin DaCosta. He will be sharing his story and what it is like to be a negative activist in a positive world. He is HIV negative and sharing uh, his story and getting out information to those younger uh, individuals who are, you know, negative or out there sexually active who may not, uh, you know, have or be provided with the correct information. So Benjamin DeCosta will be coming on and talking about his positive change and his um, negative status and the work that he does. So good for him. And um, we'll see you all next week. Thank you all for joining us. Have a great afternoon. Join us each and every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when we bring you your weekly dose of hope. You can join in the conversation after the show is off air. Going on Twitter at Pause I Am Radio, Aaron Laxton. While you're on there, reach out to I'm Still Josh as he brings your weekly HIV scoop. And check out Kevin Maloney with Rise Up to HIV. I encourage you, if you've not already done so, please contribute to the Positive Message Campaign. From each and every one of you who contribute and allow us to bring this show to you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And if you know someone who would be interested in coming on air, or you think there's something that we need to cover, please let us know. We're here to bring content that you need and you want. From each and every one of us over at Pause I Am Radio, from myself and Robert Brining, have a safe and happy week. And until we talk again, stay positive. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.